Hello and welcome to the Women in Safety podcast, a place of conversations to empower and inspire you to transform your career. I'm your host, Alana Ball, and we're here today to cut through some of the BS of health and safety. I want to be real, authentic, and most of all, think critically about what we learn, what we hear, and how we experience things in our journey. I want you to take this time for yourself. Reconnect with your passion, reconnect with your career, and join us as we grow together. So settle in and see where this episode transforms you. Welcome back to A Topic Tuesday. Today we have another interesting one to get through, Chandra. No motivation to work. Um, I think I've, I can relate to that. How are you today? Fantastic. Look, thanks for... Uh Thanks for having me back again for Topic Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, on this very, very chilly morning, let's discuss uh, what happens when employees are not motivated. Yeah, and so the article is from HSI and it says, no motivation to work, what companies can do to boost employee engagement and motivation. Uh, And I thought it was just a really interesting one because I think around the – you know, this new, the psychological health and safety element, you know, this motivation piece, we know that we can't always rely on motivation to get the job done. And, you know, all the fitness people will say, it's not motivation, it's discipline. And so, should we be disciplined at, uh, disciplined at work uh, rather than motivated? So, what was your initial thoughts on the article overall? Look, I think um, there are there are you know great pieces of this article. Um, there's also a very um, flatlining piece in this. So, when I look at the five um, the five ideas on you know what you can do, um, all the the recommendations on what you can do to improve motivation, um, I think there's some issues with some of those recommendations mm-hmm. that. But um, overall, um, it doesn't surprise me um, the stats and the, the target of this article. Um, I think it's been a, an issue for a lot longer than just recently, um, mm-hmm. and ongoing problem of how do we, you know, how do we get um, Gen Z? How do we get you know people who've been working for us for twenty five years? Um, how do we get people to show up with their most enthusiastic smile and and their most um, powerful reserve of energy to mm-hmm. Get the job done. Um, it, it's an inherent problem for any organisation and in any industry. Yeah, and it was interesting. I've, I saw an article or a, a a talk done recently on there's a lady that's rolling out in her business uh, basically like a um, minimal Monday that on Mondays she requires minimal effort from her staff because this whole Monday-itis and, and that no one's motivated on a Monday. So maybe maybe we should start doing minimal Mondays so that we don't have to be motivated. But, you know, I thought it was interesting that the article really pushed to this uh, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation and I think that's where that organisational piece comes in about you know, I don't feel my greatest today. Uh, I'm going to need a little bit of extra hand-holding. And that's some of the positives that I like in it is is recognising, I guess, that organisational kind of lens to say, sometimes we're going to need to hold our employees' hand to get them to bring that full energy to work versus the other days that I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to go gangbusters. And that's what I liked about this article, I think, from an overall perspective. I think it has um, universal application, Alana, and I think that 
um, if we look at um, the idea that, you know, people are going to have good and bad days, it taps back into a previous session where we talked about the holistic employee. One of the things that really stuck out for me was, um, you know, there's a, there's a real flavour in this article about getting people to be interested in their work and, and really passionate about what they do. And I think one of the, the elements of that is um, to look at the, the passionate person as a whole. So when we're trying to get someone to be interested in work and to give their, you know, 150% to what they do, um, sometimes it's necessary for us to understand the holistic person. And, and what I mean by that is I don't think this article explores enough of that holistic element. So it, it talks very much about what we can do to make you better at work and more you know, motivated at work, mm. uh, it gets you to be interested in the goals and the tasks at work. But perhaps one of the keys to that is to take a greater interest in the holistic person. And and this really taps back into that idea of the boss knowing more about their people, the kids' names, you know, what's important to you. And that individualistic idea that Everyone has their own, you know, interests and passions and loves and problems and situations that they're dealing with. And we can't have a, you know, one-size-fits-all approach to, to motivation. And I think from this um, and the recommendations in this article, it really makes me focus on how can we apply individualistic attention in large organisations um, because certainly small organisations have an advantage in that regard. Mm, and I liked, um, you know, I reflect on some of the work I've been doing and it talks about, so there's, there's, there's seven recommendations that the article talks to and one being open conversations, two, set realistic specific goals on a larger project, acknowledge the successes, supportive company culture, leading by example, time off slash leave work at work and then focus on short long-term career development. And, you know, I think some of these, um, you know, I, I do a little bit of coaching in the women in safety space and I tell you what, the people who haven't actually got some of that set up around the realistic goals and, you know, even at an individual level, not at an organisational level, you know, the few um, ladies I've been working with, the question I ask them is, if you look back on your career, what are the things you would like to have achieved? You know, what's something that you want to go, yeah, that was really cool. I, I wanted to do this and I did it. Um, and and that individually, they don't have that, that goal setting done. Uh, and they certainly don't have that uh, short or long-term career goals. And so, they're kind of sitting in their roles at the moment going, I kind of just feel really flat. I think it's time to leave health and safety. Like, I just feel a bit I don't know where I'm going with this. And I think the reality is, is what is that individual person doing? Yep, the organisation lens, certainly. But I think individually, if we're not showing up with that whole person of going, why do I show up for work? What are my goals? When I show up to work today, this year, the next five years, what does that look like for me? And I think there's a, there's that element of doing that internal work to make sure that the little successes and acknowledging those successes, how will we acknowledge them if we don't know what we're looking for in them? I think that's that's a wonderful um, avenue for us to explore because, you know, when we look at how much pressure we place on an organisation to know what we want and to make us happy, um, those strategies are going to fail. Even the best strategies are going to fail if, if we actually 
worked out why we do what we do, why we're in the industry that we are, um, what it is that we hope to gain from what we're doing. And I think, you know, touching on what you said before about the intrinsic versus extrinsic, mm. this is the organisations throwing their hands up saying, you know, we've got the best bonus programs, we're offering paid maternity leave in, in bucket loads, we're, you know, giving you pet leave, we're, you know, giving you standing desks that give you a massage and you're still not happy. Mm. Um, is going to be able to influence your level of happiness if you're not certain around what that looks like. Um, mm. So that duality of I need to know why I'm coming to work, what I want from this organisation, what my needs and desires are in order for someone to be able to to meet that. And I think that then touches into something that gave me a bit of a chuckle with this article. Um, there's a one of the recommendations was to, in the open conversations, to go around and ask someone, you know, why are they unhappy or are you unhappy? Um, mm that organisations start doing that because it's a very leading question. You know, if I rang you today and said, what are you unhappy about? We could have a conversation about that, Alana, or we could talk about, you know, what's making you motivated, why you do what you do, um, what do you hope to get out of your day, um, what's your, you know, your ultimate career goal, where would you like to be, um, what do you really hope to deliver um, in your efforts. I think some of that conversation taps into the brain focusing on why we do what we do versus our levels of unhappiness because being realistic, um, any one of us can find things that we don't like about our work um, mm. and if who knows where that will lead yeah I completely agree and I think it's one of those um you know there's the yeah are you unhappy well yes maybe and it does talk about us what inspires them and I think again that's that you know at what point are we actually truly understanding that whole self-individual and you know I think we've all worked with those people who they literally show up to work to get the paycheck so that they can go out with the dog on the weekend or they've got the boat or they've got this and, you know, work is just the show up, do the nine to five. They do a good job. They're certainly not the, the shining stars, but they do well uh, and they are purely motivated by the things that fill them up at home, whereas others need that kind of motivation in the workspace uh, to bring that whole self. So I think that's where, you you know, you mentioned around the um, uh, the whole self and understanding the person and what are their what are the things that drive them and, and knowing the kids' names and that you do have the jet ski and, hey, you're taking it out this weekend and things like that goes a long way to building that motivational kind of piece for, for workers. But I think, again, in my experience, uh, as you said, if it's not done internally as well and you're not reflecting internally, no amount of, hey, how are you going today? How are the kids? is going to get them that performance in the workplace. Yes. Yeah, there has to be that partnership between I have to do my part of this happiness motivational mm. um, and the organisation has to create the nurturing environment to, to take that somewhere. Um, and I think that then leads us on to, you know, these very simple ideas that it, in my mind the two elements here are making people feel unique and making people understand you know, the impact that they can have. For me, that those are the two things that, that matter most here and, and, you know, the ideas that they've suggested do touch on that. Um, mm. 
simplify it for me i think you know making people feel unique how is it how is you coming to work more important than somebody else doing your role uh, and you know that's the the knowing the person and, and accepting the holistic the good the bad the ugly um the uniqueness of why we have this person working for us and and what that brings to us and being able to celebrate and enhance that uniqueness i think that's one of the keys the second piece really is that connection between you know what i hope to to deliver and what i hope to get out of this role and how can i make that a reality and that lends me to this idea of how do we get to the highest version of ourselves some people don't believe that they are capable of wonderful wonderful things and an organization can play a critical role in leading them down the path of actually seeing that you might think that the 100 meter sprint is the best you can do but you know we and we're going to support you to get there um, that can really help people understand you know the highest version of themselves and when they can see that vision um, the motivation comes as a secondary nature yeah, and it's interesting because one of the things they talk about as well is that, um, you know, time off, leave, work at work, which when we think of that unique nature and, and what's going to fill us up, you know, does a day off fill up our cup, those kind of things. Um, I think that that time off work, you know, there's a lot of studies and research being done at the moment around uh, the four-day working week and that we get more productivity out of our staff because they've got that extra day to kind of recoup. Um, I know the guys at Trademutt, um, the work where they do um, mutts off leash days, um, great name, uh, and they do. I'm sure they do another day where it's about you don't have to tell us what you're doing, but today is about you going and doing something for you. That could be volunteering. That could be going and sitting in the park and meditating like it's they almost force them to kind of not step outside the comfort zone but do something that is just absolutely purely for them uh and i think it is that's that recognition of time away from the office to do something that's going to fill your cup up not only benefits me as an organization but benefits you as an individual and it's that coming together to work together on that that collective goal and that collective way forward yeah, and again, that just reinforces the need for us to accept the the whole person and understand. Mm -hmm. And and look, we're not minimising that that is challenging when you have a thousand employees understanding, you know, the totality yeah. of those people. We're not expecting the CEO to do that, and there's challenges in that. And, and I would definitely, you know, say to to listeners that you you do need to accept at this point that you know the the expectation that everyone's going to know everything about you and understand your journey um is not realistic um and that's why i think there's that 50 percent on the person 50 percent on the organization in really understanding why am i doing um because at the end of the day if i don't want to do it and if i don't enjoy what i do and i don't see that i add value and i don't see why it's you know it's great for me to participate then you know that inherently is going to lead to great levels of dissatisfaction regardless of bonuses or what you get paid or how many days off you have for your chicken leave um mm -hmm. really got to be clear here that there is 50 percent on the individual there is 50 percent on the organization you know there is a limitation to how much we can know about our employees mm. but i come back to the idea of how can you make your workplace feel unique how can you make 
feel um, that the highest version of themselves is very possible, is achievable with you and that you will partner with them to get to that level and that they are unique and that you celebrate and want that level of uniqueness. And inside of that, we then have to understand that we don't want everyone, you know, reinventing strategy and being so motivated that they drive us crazy. Um, We understand that sometimes those players that, you know, are just happy to come for their nine to five and do their job and go home, they're very necessary. So I don't want listeners to feel like everyone has to be, you know, super motivated and super Uh, challenged. Jumping at every opportunity and, you know, being at the front of the line and, yeah, it takes all sorts. And I think it is just that reflection, though, that, you know, from a a getting the most out of yourself and out of the organisation is I think the article kind of just gives some hints and tips how that could be done. But, again, I think it is that um, they definitely have focused on, you know, that – extrinsic motivation for the for the person and I think uh, I'd love to see the article uh, really look into that intrinsic motivation as well because that's where I see a lot of individuals that I guess start to peel away from the organization and maybe don't put that full effort in and you know you have that presenteeism element is that they haven't done that intrinsic piece of work either so uh, yeah look I think interesting article uh I like the idea. I while we were on the um, podcast, I've I've had a look, and it's called Bare Minimum Mondays, uh, and it was there's a number of organisations that are trying to employ it to say, look, we know Mondays are, are tough sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that everyone should do Bare Minimum Mondays because why can't we be motivated on a Monday with the right conditions and the right workplace, the right intrinsic extrinsic motivations? Who knows? Oh, look, I think, you know, we could we could definitely explore this one for, for quite some time. But, you know, I think where you've taken this conversation, there's a critical component here. And and let's reach out to listeners and, and get them today to ask yourself, why do you do what you do mm. and achieve out of that? Um, and what do you need in order to, to be able to achieve that? And if we can, as individuals, get that piece done, um, then we can tap into the support inside of an organisation, but getting that piece done can be quite challenging for a lot of people and requires you to grab a coffee, go for a walk and really think about the purpose around why you spend the time doing what you do. Yeah, I completely agree. So I can't wait to hear our listeners come back to us with, you know, their insights and, and what are, why do they do what they do? I think that's a really important question uh, to start kicking kicking that one off. So, Thanks for joining us today, Chandra. Another wonderful chat. Uh, it's I certainly have days that there is no motivation going on over here, but um, always motivated to have a conversation with you. Wow, what an episode. If you loved today's episode just as much as I did, we'd love to hear your feedback or even better, share it with your friends, your colleagues and other safety sisters or safety misters so they too feel empowered and inspired. We will catch you for another conversation next time and we hope in the meantime you start implementing some things to transform your career.